when it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this week. I have two guests. Uh, one is Keith Kelly, and the other is Steve Conover. Keith is a, a mortgage expert and also an expert in the area of credit, uh, as is Steve. Steve runs a company called My Credit Tune-Up in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, which has helped people, and he's a real expert on credit as well. Uh, welcome to the show, both of you. Thanks for Thank having me. Thank you very much, Jordan. Great to be here. Um, let's just start with Steve for a little bit here. Um, just kind of tell me a little bit about what uh, problems are people having today with credit, particularly their credit reports, and what kind of errors they're seeing in their credit reports, and what kind of things uh, you, you could do to help them. Well, that's a great question, and, and one of the things that's that's gotten us to the point where people are having to look at their credit reports, of course, is the tightening of credit. And unfortunately for, you know, the previous probably five years, it was easy to get credit. People really didn't look at their credit reports. If there were errors on there, it really didn't matter because it was almost free money, Jordan. And now what's happening is with the tightening of credit, and really there's a necessity to have over a 700 middle credit score, people are being confronted with being turned down for things. And, and so it's forcing everyone to take a look at their uh, credit report. And what's happened over really the last five years is uh, with, with, the gross, with the growth in credit itself, the credit bureaus have become a monstrous entity. And, and what, what most people don't understand is the credit bureaus don't store the data. And this is the first little tidbit for everyone listening is there's actually a company called eOscar here in Herndon, Virginia, and they're the ones that store the data or the information that ends up on your credit report. So the credit bureaus actually just pull the data from this database and put it in a form that their licensees, creditors, can use to judge whether or not somebody's a good credit risk. But what happens in all this is this data is is reported to eOscar and is just thrown in this huge database with really no regard of whether it's right, wrong, or whether, say, a collection agency followed the proper rules to even put it on there. So what we end up with <laughs> is, at this point, millions, hundred, over 100 million people now have a credit report with serious derogatory information that's not accurate on it, and they don't know, as a consumer, under the Fair Credit Reporting Act, they have a right to have a 100% accurate credit report, even on derogatory credit items. And that's a very, very important thing. You may have had collections. You may have had charge-offs. You may have had a bankruptcy. But the law says that it must be reported accurately or they can't report it at all. And that's what I help people do. I help people walk through this difficult process uh, and ensure the accuracy of their credit report. And what we know that consumers don't know is much of it's not verifiably accurate and will come off of their credit report. We're going to get into this in much more detail, but Keith, for the moment, when people have errors in their credit reports and derogatories that shouldn't belong there, what is the effect on their ability to either get a mortgage in the first place or what kind of interest rate they have to pay on that mortgage if they're able to get one? That's a great question also, Jordan. Yeah, I've been in mortgage banking uh, on the origination side for over 23 years. I've seen credit tightening before. I'd have to say this is probably the tightest I've ever seen it. It's very, very difficult for a consumer in today's market to get a 
uh, an A credit priced loan. If they have any gains on their credit whatsoever, and they're below a 750 credit score, I'm not not even talking 720 anymore, Jordan. If they're below a 750, they're getting hit uh, price wise on that mortgage. So if you fall below 720. It's massive how much uh, you're paying on a mortgage. So I'll give you an, an illustration. Let's say somebody has a $300,000 loan and their credit score is 700, which I would imagine a lot of consumers and even else when I pull uh, credit reports on consumers, if I saw 700 prior to the credit tightening, I would have said great score, easy to get a loan. Now it's costing that consumer anywhere from 50 to 75 basis points to have a loan done on that property. So, again, if it's a $300,000 loan, it's $1,500 to $2,250 more than what they're paying you as a 720 credit score. So it's really impacting the ability for somebody to get, as I said before, Jordan, a credit pricing. You really need to score above 750 to get that in today's market. And so what Steve is saying is that the reason you're 700 or 720 instead of 750 may be incorrect. In many cases, you deserve a 750 because you really have not had anything go wrong in your credit report. And just because of errors, you're being dinged that way and therefore paying a lot higher in interest than you would normally have to pay if everything were correct. Is that right, Steve? Yeah. and I mean, I, I can give you loads of examples. Like, you know, somebody could have had a collection right out of college, like forever ago, 7, 10, 15 years ago, it is still on their credit report. And, you know, and in this credit-tightening environment, that could be the one thing that's keeping you below that A-credit thing. It can be, um, even if you had a bankruptcy, you know, eight years ago, but all the items that were supposed to be being reported in your bankruptcy are not, that's killing your credit score now, even though you may be totally fine have paid on time for the last seven years and have no derogatories in the last seven years, that's going to be costing you 50, 100, 150 points on your credit score. So there are a litany of things like this where somebody literally could be, you know, trying to do the best they can and in in, in reality be a really good credit risk for a bank. But because the database related to their credit report is so messed up, and studies have shown 25% of Every credit report out there is is got errors that are so erroneous that it causes people to be denied for credit. Forget getting it and being expensive; they get denied for it. So um, the you know the first hurdle that we need to get over as a country here is we need to get over the fear of actually looking and reading our credit report, and that's why mycreditabc.com is so strong, and creditreportabc.com is the same thing. Is so strong is that we actually help the consumer read their credit report. It is in a different language. We understand there's a fear there, and people are very hesitant when coming into the process. So that's why step one and step two are free. And it allows people to get in there and get look at their credit report, read their credit report, and for most people, for the first time in their lives, understand what they're looking at and really get a good handle on what's wrong, what's right, what's kind of wrong, and develop a game plan to where they can get that score to where they need it to be, whether it's just to get credit at all or whether it's to get what Keith was talking about, that A money, because it's, you know, 
a three hundred thousand dollar house is cheap in this world these days. If you're trying to borrow a half a million and you're paying a whole point more on your interest rate and you're paying another point in upfront fees because of your credit score, that's tens of thousands of dollars that you're out of pocket and it very well likely could be because there's an error on your credit report. And again the website that Steve was mentioning is creditreportabc.com. Uh, where the first step is free, actually helping you uh, kind of see what's on your credit report and help you with the process of getting derogatories removed. Steve, is it possible for people to remove derogatories on their own? I mean, they, why do they need a service to do this if uh, they have the right under FCRA to do that on their own? That That is the best question, and I wish people would ask me that every day. <laughs> uh, they do have the right, and people do it every day. People go buy their credit reports from the bureaus, and they can dispute some stuff with with. Equifax, and, and you know, and they can write letters on other things. But here's the sad truth: system is has been designed. Those of us, I'm from the Washington D.C. area, so I know something that laws are not written by our congressmen and senators. Laws are written by lobbyists. <laughs> and the Fair Credit Reporting Act was written in a way that allows the credit bureaus to confuse the consumer and get them to stop pursuing it. So typically what happens is, is I tell people all the time, and I tell them when they're done the free steps in our system, I tell them, you can take your credit optimization plan that I just did for you for free and go out there and try to do it on your own. Write your own letters, research the laws, do it on your own. But what's going to happen is, and we've seen this by history over the last five years, is when they send off their first round of letters to the bureaus and they get the responses, they're so confused because none of it makes sense. The, you know, the first response is, we don't store information. Well, that confuses the consumer right there. What do you mean? Well, then who stores the credit information if the credit bureaus don't have it? And then the next responses are say stuff like, we need more identification. We think this is coming from a third party. We don't think this is you. Uh, we verify this, even though you know it's not accurate. Most consumers will just stop, throw their hands up, and say, there's nothing I can do about it. And then they believe the urban myth, which is it's got to be on there for seven years. No matter, you know, it's, it's the number one urban myth. And uh, but the truth is something can only stay on your credit report for seven years if the credit bureaus can verify its accuracy. And the good news about our system is um, the last part of it is a four-step process which enforces all of their rights under all the federal law, laws, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, the Fair and Accurate Credit Transactions Act, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, which regulates uh, collection agencies who are by far the biggest offender, and the Fair Credit Billing Act, which regulates credit cards. Now, the good thing is, is you don't have to know all these laws. You don't have to know what the credit bureau's proper responses should be because in our system, it's done automatically, and all you have to do is point and click, print letters, and mail them. That's the beauty of the system. Do the credit bureaus like to get... Uh, letters from you, or do they consider it a nuisance that they're getting these automatic letters generated all the time? Well, it, it, it's a nuisance, but they've developed a system for it. They would, Of course, they would rather not do it. They don't get paid to do this. They get paid to sell credit reports. That's how they make the money. Uh, but they have a system set up for it, and we know how the system works. This is another advantage of our system. They have employees at all the credit uh, bureau dispute organizations, and when when a dispute comes in, they have two minutes to process it, and they're looking for one of two things. And that is another thing that our system already knows up front. We know what they're looking for in each letter. So one of the reasons we're more effective is we word our letters in a way that we know they're looking for it, and it makes it easier for the person handling it to do their job at the credit bureaus. 
the last thing you want to do is to rant and rave in a letter, not make any sense, describe something that happened 10 years ago and whose fault it was and all this other thing. They don't care. <laughs> they want to know two specific things about your dispute, and if they can't figure it out from the letter, guess what happens? They throw it in a trash can. They're allowed to do that? I mean, under the fact of law, I thought... I thought absolutely, the rules are... Absolutely, absolutely. If your letter doesn't include the two things they're looking for in a dispute, under the law, they can just throw it in a trash can. I see. As I understand the fact of law, the one that went, uh, went into effect in 2005, they uh -huh. have 30 days to get back to you to uh, correct errors, or it automatically is supposed to come off. Is that correct? Yes, and but, but there's some wiggle room in there, and that's, an, that's another thing why... We we have a second, third, and fourth round because they can actually, even though they probably know something is not accurate or not verifiable, let's just say it's a collection agency, and they when they receive your dispute letter, they electronically notify the collection agency because all these people are connected electronically through the eOscar company that manages the database. So they send them basically an email that says, this person is disputing the accuracy of the item you're reporting. Well, collection agencies don't care, and some of them will just simply hit verified, send it back, even though they haven't done any investigation, and they know they don't have the proper evidence to support verifying its accuracy. So, but there are three other steps you can do with them in order to support your argument. Okay, we're going to come back to that after the break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my guests this hour are Keith Kelly, who is a mortgage expert and mortgage banker, and Steve Conover. Uh, who runs My Credit Tune-Up in D.C., and another expert on the subject of credit. We'll be back after this. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. 
There are so many challenges facing management today around the world. The New Management Network is here to provide practical insight and solutions for many of these challenges. Hosts Don and Bonnie Folk will explore topics designed to help you get the competitive upper hand, including organizational tools, personality and leadership, cutting-edge management tips, and much more. Join the New Management Network live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Network. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour are Keith Kelly, uh, who is a mortgage expert in the Virginia area, and Steve Conover, uh, who is with My Credit Tune-Up, also in the uh, the D.C. area. Let's just back, get back to you briefly, Keith. Um, you, you've seen this uh, this tightening in credit in the mortgage uh, area. Is this about to turn around? Is it going to get better, worse? Uh, people looking to either uh, get a new mortgage or refinance their mortgage now, what, what should they expect for the rest of this year? Well, unfortunately, it's not going to get any better anytime soon. Uh, the... Mortgage banking goes to extremes um, in a cyclical way, Jordan. As, as Steve mentioned earlier, a couple years ago, it was almost like they were just printing money. Anybody could get it. matter of fact, there were even documented cases where people who were even uh, dead got loans. Um, so that's one ex- example of an extreme. And now we've gone the completely opposite direction where it makes it extremely difficult, even for somebody who has a a 750-plus credit score, full-time occupation, great uh, great income, been there for a long time, stability uh, at their home for a long time, and they still have to pull their teeth out and give a tremendous amount of documentation just to get a, a loan approval, even for a simple rate and term refinance, Jordan. So it's not going to get any better anytime soon because the banks have a lot of egg on their face, uh, you know, do there's a lot of things going around about who's to blame for all this. Personally, I think it's all four entities in mortgage banking had some part in it. But uh, what I do see, which is actually preventing and where I think Steve has been able to help our company, because we have all of our clients use his service. Matter of fact, we've got a closing today with a gentleman who had a 520 credit score a little over 60 days ago, used uh, Steve's service, creditreportabc.com, and his score now is a 660. So 140 credit, uh, credit, points, uh, credit score points up in a little over 60 days. Uh, he's going to closing today on an FHA loan. Didn't even need to get him that, up that much, but it's amazing what Steve's built with his service and how they can help consumers uh, get their scores up. A lot of it's educational. Another area where we're really finding problems, though, Jordan, is on inquiries. And I did actually specifically talk to Steve about this because in my 23 years of mortgage banking, I thought I knew a lot about credit. I was completely wrong after I had uh, talked to Steve about really how the credit bureaus operate and how people's credit scores are actually calculated. So here's a, a person myself, 23 years of lending experience. If you think that lender who you're applying with actually knows how credit reports work, they don't. Definitely go and find an expert, especially like Steve's system, to, to gain knowledge on your own as a consumer. But inquiries, we had a, we had a guy that had an 820 credit score, and he pulled, had some inquiries pulled on his credit report, 
um, when we got to him, it was 45 days after he had made his first application. And then we pulled his credit. He's never been late. Credit balances were great. No problem anywhere around. But his credit score had dropped 820 to 750, just right on that brink of, of going falling into A-minus type credit for, for lending purposes for pricing. And he was freaking out. He's like, how in the world could this possibly happen? And I didn't even know. So I called Steve up, had him take a look at the credit report. He said it's inquiries. Uh, the fact that, that people are out there trying to get credit, inquiries are weighing, uh, having a lot more impact on the credit scores. So Steve's system has a way to remove inquiries because you have to legally authorize an inquiry. And this guy didn't. He did not authorize any of these inquiries. He used the system, got them removed, and his score went right back up again. So these are soft inquiries. These are inquiries where people are checking your credit to see if they're going to send you a pre-approved credit offer or something like that. Is that correct? No, well, no, uh, no. Soft ones don't hurt you, but but what happens out there is that you know, especially if you're shopping for a car or if you do an inquiry about a, a mortgage rate online, what they don't tell you, and neither does the guy at the car lot tell you, they're going to send you around the horn, is what they call it. So they're not just pulling one credit report, then they might be pulling 10 or 20. If they don't tell you that, and you don't, speci- you, know, you don't specifically authorize each one of those organizations to pull your credit. But the law says that in order for a company to pull your credit report, they, each company must have specific authorization from you to do so. So only one of those is an authorized inquiry, and the other 19 are unauthorized, and through our system, we can get them removed. Why would a car dealership that's trying to sell a car do 10 inquiries where they know that's going to hurt somebody's credit score and maybe not let the deal go through? Well, they don't, they don't know that, and they're, they're just trying to get their customer the lowest rate they can at that given time so they can quote the lowest payment because their customer is shopping. And then, unfortunately, what happens is that person leaves the car lot and goes to the next lot, and they do exactly the same thing. And after a week of this, you may have 60 inquiries on your credit report, and you think you have four. So that typically is what happens, and the same thing happens if you're shopping alone online. There's a lot of these companies who, you know, I want to say a name, but they advertise all over the place where they get people to compete for your loan. <laughs> well, guess how they get them to compete for your loan? They send they round the horn. They send it, you know, the, to to uh, the people they have signed up to do this, and you end up with a lot more inquiries than you thought you were going to have. So the end result is that people are uh, kind of hurting themselves by going to these places that are having all these inquiries, and they don't really realize it until it's too late. So if they go to creditreportabc.com and do that, what can you do to remove those inquiries that would be hard for the average person to do? Well, the average person doesn't know who and, 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 and where to dispute them with. And you, it, it also helps to actually quote both the FCRA and FACTA laws in your dispute and tell them exactly where it was violated. And that's something that, that, that we, we do. So what happens is if you phrase your dispute properly and send it correctly, the bureaus will contact the company that did the inquiry and say this person is disputing your inquiry and the way we do it, they have to show the bureaus proof either by a voice recording or a signature on an 
an application that you authorize their specific inquiry, and 99% of the time they can't come up with that, and it must be removed. I see. So that's helping them that way, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and just as all those inquiries hurt your credit score, when they're deleted, they instantly help your credit score. Now, the credit score is actually done, uh, calculated <clears throat> by Fair Isaac Company. Is that right? It's not really calculated directly by Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Well, no, they, they all have their own credit scores. The Fair Isaac Corporation is the credit score that mortgage and financial institutions use to judge risk. But there are other companies like Beacon, which is a popular auto finance company scoring model that is, that is used to judge risk that weighs, actually weighs, um, stuff like charge-offs and collections a lot more than even the FICO does. But the point with credit scores is, is, is they're all basically looking at you in pretty much the same way and they and they are all caused to go down by errors on your credit report and and you know the the one of the educational things we provide on our site is actually explaining what a credit score is how it's calculated we use the fico model you know just to explain but that's that's one thing and you know most consumers don't understand that it, having inquiries hurt. They don't understand that having multiple kinds of inquiries, here's some free stuff for your listeners now, the worst thing you can do uh, is inquire about different kinds of credit at one time. And this is something I think Keith and I have seen before, is that uh, if someone were trying to refinance their house and in the same month they bought a car and they also applied for a credit card, that's 20 to 40 points because you applied for three different kinds of new credit while attempting to refinance the mortgage. And in the credit scoring models, they hammer you for that. So it's the frequency of the inquiries as well as the uh, the mix of different inquiries that makes a difference. Right. It's, it's the frequency. It's the mix. And here's what they're looking at. This is, as a layman, here's how you can think about this, is that if you were – if one of your relatives came up to you and said, hey, I, I need to borrow 100 bucks," but you knew – that they were out running up their credit cards and shopping for a car, would you lend it to them? <laughs> and that's how they look at inquiries. They're like, you're going to borrow money from me, but you're out trying to borrow money from all these other people. So that's why it hurts your credit score. The, the credit. Explain a little bit about the credit bureaus. They don't make most of their money by keeping credit reports accurate and, and satisfying consumers. They really make most of their money by selling your credit data to institutions of various types. Is that right? And, and so what, what right. incentive they have, do they, they have, have to keep credit reports clean? They have two major streams of income, and one of them is what you just mentioned. They sell credit reports to all car dealerships and mortgage people, and anybody who needs to pull a credit report pays a certain amount of money for every credit report that they pull from a credit bureau. So that's a significant stream of income for them. And they also know this, and I'm not saying this is on purpose, but I'll let people judge for themselves. They know that people with a, a 680 score below need more credit card need more credit cards to be pulled credit reports, excuse me, to be pulled per transaction because they're trying to find a lower payment. So they're going to shop more, and that means more credit reports get pulled, which means the credit bureaus make more money. The second stream of income they have is selling leads. And this is something that raises eyebrows and the hair on the back of most people's necks. But all these people that subscribe to them to pull credit reports also buy leads from them. And the number one lead source is for people with good enough credit to get a loan, 
but not a paper credit, and because that's what financial institutions make the most money on. So again, it's another area where the credit bureaus actually make more money if there's people with a credit score below 700. So you see where it's it's actually stacked against the consumer here, and they and it only costs them money to actually clean up the information on somebody's credit report through through eOscar. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show, and my guests again are Keith Kelly, who's a mortgage expert, and Steve Conover of MyCreditTuneUp.com. The website he's been referring to is CreditReportABC.com. We'll be back after this. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. What are the do's and don'ts when it comes to solving personal foreclosure? With over 2,700 foreclosures daily, what can you do to ensure the housing crisis doesn't hit home? Tune in to Foreclosure Exposure Radio with host Carla Duglin. This show will give you steps you can immediately use to save your own home and credit. Face and conquer foreclosure issues before they affect you. Listen for Foreclosure Exposure Radio every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guests this hour are Keith Kelly, who's a mortgage expert in the Virginia area, and Steve Conover, who runs a company called My Credit Tune-Up in D.C. Uh, welcome back to the show, both of you. Thank you very much, Jordan. Great to Thanks, be here. Jordan. Keith, I just want to talk to you a little bit about another area you're involved, which is a mortgage modification. 
Uh, maybe let's just start with the basics of what is a mortgage modification uh, and who uh, qualifies for it and who doesn't, uh, particularly in light of the new plans President Obama has put in in this area. Sure, Jordan. Uh, a mortgage modification is where the lender agrees to modify the terms on the note without going through a refinance. So I'll give you an example. You've got a homeowner who has 7.5% on their interest rate, and because their property is underwater, in other words, they owe more than what the property is worth, they're not able to qualify for a refinance. Maybe they've had some hardship. They've lost some income. Uh, a spouse has lost their job. The lender is allowed with hardship cases to modify that note, drop it from 7.5%, let's just say down to 5.5% and not go through a refinance. So there's really no closing costs involved with it. There's no settlement. There is uh, a brand-new note and terms that are sent to the borrower, but they really just sign them, get them notarized, and get them back to the lender. Now, there's a website that you run called modifymyloan.com. What happens when people go to that, and what kind of services are people offered to help them modify mortgages? Well, that's an informational website, Jordan. It gives them uh, some guidance on, on, as you mentioned, who can qualify for a loan mod, who can't, and there are there there's some information on there where they can actually uh, put in some detailed aspects of what their current situation is, what they're facing, in other words, what their current loan amount, the current value, and when the forms are filled out on that site, it is provided to loan mod educators that we have and it's a free service that we do initially to let them know if they actually could potentially qualify for a loan mod. If they elect to move forward, there are some fees involved um, moving forward with the, with the company that uh, modifymyloan.com. So the website is really trying to, to weed out the consumers who just flat out wouldn't qualify so they don't waste their money because there are a lot of fly-by-night companies out there that are really kind of bringing a very bad name to, to loan modifications because there's been thousands upon thousands of consumers, Jordan, that have actually had their home saved by our underwriting department, um, but by a lot of these fly-by-night companies, you're starting to see even some of the major lenders not even wanting to work with third-party companies anymore because of uh, a lot of consumers being taken. Uh, we're not like that at all. We do give a 100% money-back guarantee with our program. Uh, we make sure that people qualify for it up front. We've got a 97% success rate. Our underwriter was the former commissioner from HUD, and he's been doing this for over nine years, successfully helping people get loan modifications, Jordan. Um, Steve, what happens if you get your loan modified? How does that affect your credit report? Well, <laughs> it, it really depends on... on the way the lender does the loan modification, and uh, Keith can probably speak a little bit more to this, but 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 whether or not they uh, are going after you for for the amount that has been modified, which is in most loan modifications, but it depends on that. If if it's a good outcome, they're most likely going to report it as an account that was paid for less than originally owed. And it should be reported not as harshly as a foreclosure. A foreclosure or a charge-off is an 8 or a 9 on your credit report. A good account is a 1. And these are usually reported as a 5. And through, through the low mod process, uh, you 
you should come out on the other end and probably lose 50 to 60 points on your credit score, depending on whether you've paid your other debts, like your credit cards and stuff. If you haven't paid your credit cards, it, all bets are off. But on the loan mod itself, it's probably going to cost you 50 or 60 points. But the good news is after 12 months, that drops significantly. And after 24 months, it's just like an old charge off or any other thing. It'll probably cost you 10 or 20 points uh, as long as it stays on there. Now, a lot of people are doing these mortgage modifications. Uh, as Keith was saying, there's a lot of fly-by-night operators here, people who used to be selling subprime loans have all of a sudden become mortgage <laughs> modification experts, um, and it's making the lenders very reticent about dealing with all these things. Supposedly, the new Obama uh, uh, housing plan is going to make mortgage modification easier. What, both of you, what, what is your sense of what's going to be happening with the mortgage modification program that's been proposed, and, and what are people's realistic expectations should, should supposed to be here? Go ahead, Keith. Yeah, uh, I mean, first off, I think it's uh, it's great to see a lot of action finally on the behalf of the homeowners. Um, I actually was on the air for over two years. I was a radio host also in Washington, D.C., just trying to warn people to get out of their subprime loans. I ended up spending my own money just to try and give proper education, and it was amazing. I mean, I was called down to the Hill uh, two or three times, met with some senators down there. This was over a year ago, and... I think they wanted to try and help consumers back then. It's just it takes so long. Obviously, with our government, the way that it acts, it just takes forever to get things done. And I think it's up to well over 12,000 foreclosures happening every single day still. And because of those foreclosures, the amount of people that are underwater, Jordan, is now well over 13 million homes that can't access the uh, the good interest rates because they owe more than what their property is worth. So now you have uh, President Obama's new plan, which started at the beginning of March, and it does two things. It, it provides the ability for consumers who are underwater, have great credit, great jobs, to go up to 105% loan-to-value and be able to get uh, access to these low interest rates. Um, there's no PMI with those. It, it is an actual refinance. It's not a modification. And I will give you some education on how that works. They're going to have to see who their current investor is on their current home. Best way to do that, call your lender. Find out because by law they have to tell you who your investor is. If it's either Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, you are in luck as long as your house is has uh, not de- depreciated farther than 105% loan-to-value. But if it's Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, here's how the program works for the refinance aspect. Fannie Mae, you can go anywhere you want. You can compete with anybody. You can go shop your mortgage and see how many lenders you can possibly find that will offer this brand-new program and shop the best rate. If it's Freddie Mac, you're going to have to, at least for right now, go through your current servicer. Whoever's making your mortgage for you, whoever you're making your mortgage payment to, you're going to have to go through them. A little bit of a monopoly, if you ask me, because that lender can kind of not exactly be very competitive, but at least you will gain access to these very low, you know, low 5% interest rates that uh, consumers haven't been able to get to. On the second hand, for the loan modification, now here's a little bit of a kicker. Up until President Obama's uh, plan came out, it was, it was pretty horrible. Consumers really had to be late 
to have their mortgage companies really take them seriously. Why? Because the lender was like, if you're going to make your mortgage payment, why do I need to really do a loan mod? It was only after the consumer stopped paying their mortgage, forcing the lenders to stop wanting more foreclosures, that they started getting some loan modifications done. Um, we've got a little bit of a flip of a coin now with President Obama's uh, new plan. This is really for consumers who have been making their payments on time. So a lot of those people that were late, they may or may not qualify for this brand-new program. It remains to be seen. Hopefully they still will. Again, you're going to need to check with your lender because it's all voluntary. It's up to the lender to participate with this new platform. There, are, there is also the ability for them to um, write off some principal, although we're really not seeing that happening as much as we were seeing before. Um, you know, the TARP money that these banks uh, received was supposed to go with helping with loan modifications. Obviously, we haven't seen that at all. But uh, the program is a little too new, Jordan, right now to really see the benefits to how many consumers will be able to participate with this but there's a tremendous amount of activity from the consumers wanting to find out will they qualify and won't they qualify. Now, a lot of people have been told that if you've been paying on time but you're worried about falling behind, that you should uh, will only deal with you if you've missed a payment, and then they go ahead and miss a payment to be able to do a loan modification. Is that a bad idea, and what effect does that have on your credit, Steve? Well, <laughs> that's a great question, and, and you know, I, I would tell people if you're making your payments keep making them and especially keep making your credit card payments because uh that's a whole other issue but but they're they're in such a tightening mode and restricting risk and uh, their capital uh they can ruin your credit score and, and and cause you some other problems but my advice would be to keep paying it uh to, to get the best advice you can, and, and this brings up what I wanted to talk about here, and in both what I do at MyCreditReportABC.com uh, and what Keith does is that we fill a vacuum that we didn't create, and, and this is a great example of how there's really good intentions by the federal government. You have the Fair Credit Reporting Act, and now you have President Obama uh, doing things to try to help people, but unfortunately there's no mechanism for the consumer to use it, uh, and it's complicated, and you got to go read the actual bills and the laws to try to figure out what to do, and in both situations, in credit and in loan mod, there's this huge vacuum now of people that desperately want information and desperately need help, and thankfully, there's people like Keith uh, who have the education and, and have the underwriters and have the system and are professionals and know how to deal with it, uh, so... By all means, keep making your payments if you absolutely can. Uh, you know, it, and, and find someone like Keith that can give you the best advice to look over because everybody's different. Everybody's uh, credit profile is different. Everybody's long-term objectives are different. You know, if, if you're in your 20s and are starting a family, it's very different than if you're in your 50s and looking at retiring soon. Um, and that's where somebody like Keith can really look at your situation and what you're trying to get done and really give you some good advice. But un unfortunately, uh, it's hard to find guys like Keith. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Very good. All right, well, we're going to go to a break. Again, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show, and my guests this hour are Keith Kelly, who's a mortgage expert based in the Virginia area, and Steve Conover of My Credit Tune-Up, also in the D.C. area. And we'll be back 
after this. markets up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guests this hour are Keith Kelly, who is a mortgage expert based in Virginia, uh, who has a website called modifymyloan.com to help you modify your mortgage, as we just talked about, and Steve Conover of My Credit Tune-Up. His website is mycreditreportabc.com. It helps people with their credit scores. Welcome back to both of you. Thanks for having me back. Let's talk about what's happening in the credit card world these days. Steve, uh, why is it that credit card companies are reducing people's limits, raising their interest rates, raising fees, just making it hard on people? I mean, this is the business they're in. Why are they trying to push consumers away, it seems? Yeah, well, uh, we need to start with, with... With what the credit card companies are facing and, and their motive behind doing all the things they're doing now. And 
what's happening is because of the credit crunch and the housing crisis, they have twice as many people defaulting on their credit cards as they had before, which causes them what's called a reserve problem. And what, what a reserve is is a certain amount of money in the banking system that they need to have compared to the possible debt they have out there. So they have a ratio problem of their own. So what they're in the process of doing is reducing the total amount of risk that they have. And they're doing two things to do this. first thing they're doing is they're figuring out who has open credit cards that they're not making money on. And these are the people who think they're doing something responsibly, and they're paying off their credit cards every month. And what they're doing to these people is they're raising their interest rates from, say, 6 7 8% to the upper teens and low 20s in an effort to get these people to cancel their own credit cards. So that's an area of risk that they get rid of that they're currently not making any money on because they're not carrying interest over from month to month. So if you're doing that, believe it or not, the best thing you can do is to leave 5 or $10 on your card. That way the computer systems at the credit cards don't throw you in that category and you'll keep your rates down to where you currently have them. The other thing that they're doing is if you're using your credit card on a monthly basis and you're only making the minimum monthly payment, they're in, uh, and you're a higher risk because they've looked at their numbers over the last couple of years and the people who only make the minimum payment are the highest number of defaulters. So you could be you can have an 800 credit score, and you can just use your credit card for gas and for whatever reason only make the minimum payment, and they will either reduce your limit to what you currently owe or below that and cause your credit score to go way down in an effort to get you, again, to cancel your credit card line. And in the drastic situations, I actually have, we have clients who have had really good credit scores have had their credit card limits reduced to lower than their balance. The credit card company then closes the account and starts harassing them to pay it off. So these are the two instances. If you only make minimum payments, you're going to be in big trouble. So pay $1 more than than your minimum payment, hopefully a little more than that, and keep your balances under 40% of the limit. And don't pay your card off every month because they they want cardholders that they can at least make a little bit of interest off of every month. They are also raising the minimums from U.S. used to be 2% of the balance to 5% or more of the balance as well, right? And that's causing some hardship for people. Correct. And they they hide it in the statements that come every month. And, you know, we have a new law coming up. You probably know a little bit more about that than I do. But it's not coming for another year. So in this next year, look for this activity to increase because when the new law kicks in, they're going to have to act differently, and uh, so they're trying to get all this done now. What is the effect on people's credit scores when these things happen, when their limits are lowered, when they're forced to pay off balance, all the things you just talked about? Well, just a real simple one is, uh, you know, say you have a $1,000 limit and your balance is $400. Uh, that's a 40% balance to limit ratio. That's not going to impact your credit score, and you've been making a minimum payment you know, just using your card for gas or whatever, and the credit, you, you will get a statement in the mail that says they have reduced your limit from a thousand to what you owe, four hundred. You then you've all of a sudden gone from a forty percent balance to limit ratio to over a hundred percent balance to ratio. Well, according to the terms in your credit card 
application, they can then raise your interest rate. So what happens is the 40 to 100% costs you 60 points in your credit score. So because your credit score drops 60 points, the credit card companies then can legally double your interest rate at a minimum. And this is not something you've, you've done. This is something that's been done to you, in effect. Correct. But in, until the new law kicks in, I think it's July of next year, or it may be 2010. It is 2010. Yeah, yeah until that new law kicks in, this is 100% legal, and the consumers have to know what to do to stay out of that, which is pay more than a minimum payment and don't pay it off. So what I teach is to keep your balance between 1% and 39%. Don't ever pay it completely off and always pay $1 more than a minimum payment, and you'll stay out of that trouble. And so the computer is picking up what you're doing. If you're paying just the minimum, the computer picks it up, and then they start doing Are there any humans involved in this, or it's just kind of automated no. at this point? No, it's, com- it's completely automated. And once you pay a minimum payment for three months in a row, you go into the, that batch, and they start hammering you. <laughs> Keith, what is your view of how this is affecting consumers? You're seeing it more in the mortgage end, but... When people are having trouble on the credit card side, how does that affect their mortgage side? Yeah, it's the overall credit tightening, Jordan, and it's, again, not going to stop anytime soon. Uh, the absolute best way for any consumer to get the best credit card interest rate or mortgage interest rate, by all means, uh, use the incredible system that Steve Conover uh, has come up with, creditreportabc.com. I tell you, we send all of our customers to it, Jordan, um, even the ones with good credit because uh, it's a great monitoring system for people to really understand how credit works and how credit scores work. So um, I applaud his efforts as a consumer advocate out there for consumers to get the best education on credit. And I applaud your efforts as well, Jordan, that uh, you're always out there trying to give consumers great advice on all things financial. So There is another development, which is the new bankruptcy law. They're talking about allowing judges to have the right to do a so-called cram-down on right. the uh, mortgage lenders where they would forcibly reduce the amount of principal outstanding. Do, right. do you think, Keith, that's going to happen? And what would be the effect on the mortgage market if that did happen? Yeah, I think it is going to happen. I was actually asked that question by two senators last year. I was not in favor of it a year ago at all because I think you would have flood, you'd flood the courts and, and, I don't know, maybe the criminals wouldn't be tried because so many consumers, I mean, again, there's, there are over 13 million people underwater crying out for help, and those aren't even a lot of the ones that are, are behind on their mortgages. So, but unfortunately, the banks have not played fair. They have not really helped the consumers who needed it the most. They didn't take the TARP money and do what they really should have been doing with it. They shored up their balance sheet with it. Did it make them stronger? Yes. However, uh, you know, the consumers are the ones that really need to be uh, helped with this. So I think the bankruptcies are going to force the banks to finally do something. And I think, you know, I'm not a big fan of it still, but I think it's going to have to happen to get these banks to act, George. Very good. All right, we've come to the end. This has been a very interesting discussion on both the mortgage market and the credit market. Again, to find out more about Steve Conover, uh, mycreditreportabc.com is, uh, actually, it's creditreportabc.com is his uh, website. And uh, for Keith, it's uh, modifymyloan.com. Uh, to help with your mortgage modification. Thank you both, gentlemen, for being with us. I think the audience has found it very interesting. Thank Thank you. you, Jordan. And we'll be back again next week. This is Jordan Goodman, your host of The Money Answer Show.
Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.